Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to the Bold Man's Podcast. Sitting around the table today, we've got Joe Graves. How we doing? Very high there. Hey. And myself, Bold Man. We are here. We have finished the book of Acts. We have. And that's been exciting. Listen, every Monday night, listener, you can join us here on at, at 104 Court Street at the Hub Building for the Bold Men's Bible Study. Bible but if study. you miss, you can j- tune in here and pick up the conversation the day after. Uh, and tonight we are uh, preparing for uh, our conversation today. Is really wrapping up the Book of Acts. He really is. Uh, yeah. So, so before we do that, let's look forward to what's going to be happening here in two weeks. In two weeks, we are going to start a new study, looking at Paul's letters. The Pauline Epistles, yes, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. That's correct. In that order. Yes. We're going to try to cover some of the uh, Pauline Epistles, as you said, uh, in depth, verse by verse, really pick them apart, and it's really great application for our Christian walk. I mean, just absolutely stuff that is going to be critical, especially in today's questioning society. It, it's going to be a huge for us, so come join us. It's going to be great. I think the interaction in the group is going to be really good. So, Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. That's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. A lot of questions uh, will be raised and a lot of uh, answers, I hope, given from the Word. Yeah, Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Well, so tonight we, we, we wrap up our conversation with the Book of Acts we've been in for about 12 or 13 weeks now. Uh, we wrap that up. Joe, talk to us about, as we look at Acts as a whole, what do we see? So there is a big picture within the book of Acts. And, of course, we haven't been doing this podcast the whole time. That was kind of a... That's um, right. A, get, we, a we good got idea that came yeah. a little late. A little late, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so we, I know you can't go back and listen to it, but if you went back and reread this book just from start to finish, which I would suggest. It, oh, yeah. It's a really good idea to do. Read it in one setting. Uh, you're going to see the story of how God poured out the gospel message to the world, how he took it from a few fishermen hiding in an upper room somewhere in Galilee and poured it out to the entire known world at the time, and how that transitioned from a Jewish thing to an everybody thing. Yeah. You see that the gift of the Holy Spirit was given to the church as a helper. It's a, an enormous, an enormous event. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's the power by which they accomplished the task that Jesus had given them. Absolutely. I mean, we, we, we underestimate that a it's, lot. Larry, uh, I know you've got a lot of strong uh, uh, thoughts here as well, because I've heard you speak about this as well, often we downplay the role of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? It's so important for us to to lean into the Spirit, to be yep. led by the Spirit, and that's what we see in Acts. I, I think as part of the Trinity, the fa- the fact that we we kind of dissed him is just, to me, is just uh, unthinkable. Yeah. When he is the one, and he is a he is a being, a separate part of the Trinity, which is just as holy just as powerful yeah. and just as part of salvation plan as yeah. God Himself and Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. I, I heard somebody say one time, if you want to think about the Godhead, 
you can think of it as God telling Jesus, go turn the lamp on, and the Holy Spirit being the power that makes it illuminate. Mm. It, it's a visual that you can... That's a good... That, that's a good... Yeah. yeah. So so Jesus walks over, flips the light on the on lamp, but nothing happens until the Holy Spirit comes and illuminates. And which, is, which is fine. I, you know, there's a... Not to get off base, but, you know, there's a, a lot more that could be said about the Holy Spirit. Yes. Oh. Because... You know the picture I've always used is the Holy Spirit is like your 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 uncle that you don't really understand, so nobody really talks about him. You know what I mean? Like especially in the church, the church does not talk about <laughs> yeah, the Holy Spirit. I, I yeah, know it. yeah, and, and so he's kind of like the weird uncle that nobody wants to talk about, but yeah. it's important. You know, yep. you know the, the the living and the power of the Spirit is, is so crucial, and that's what we see in Acts because, as you said, Joe, the when the book starts off, they're 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 scared, they're hiding, they're hiding, right? yeah, they're, they're incognito. But then they 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 go on in a very short time. They are they are uh, powerful speakers and evangelists spreading this gospel message. So how do they go from the upper yes. room in hiding to they are infused uh, active, uh, mission? That's right. They are infused with the yeah. spirit. The Holy Spirit takes permanent residence within them and empowers them. Uh, and that's it, why their prayers point. throughout bold or throughout uh, uh, the book of Acts is for boldness to continue to preach. Yes. Well, think about the the guy Peter standing around a fire no more than you know fifty days ago, yeah, scared to death, denying Christ and running off in shame, able now to stand in front of three five thousand who knows how many people he stood in front of, proclaiming the gospel message, and that's only by the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah, that's all the yeah. Holy Spirit gave him words to speak, and we could go on for yeah. weeks about this, but that is a major theme within the book of Acts, and we see that that is probably one of the biggest things in that, that we see going on. Yeah, God's but, grace given to us through the power of the Holy yeah. Spirit. And God's continuing work. I mean, that, that, that's another big p- picture that we see there is, <laughs> you know, there are many players, uh, or I mean, many characters, but very few players, right? <clears throat> it's Absolutely. God's work being accomplished, God doing you, His work. And also, real quick, his work will be done. It will. Regardless. Remove all this and all of us. It <laughs> yeah. does, it's going to be done. Yeah. Uh, let's not forget, this is his work. <laughs> we like to think sometimes, me included, look what I've done. Yeah. No. It's his work. You know, you know I, I heard a perfect illustration of this, and you all will be able to understand this probably more than I, than I, than I can because um, you've got sons. Um, but but I heard a preacher telling a story about when he was a young boy, his father took him to work with him one day. And they were, I don't know, mm-hmm. he's a contractor of some sort. And so uh, uh, the, the dad gave the boy, you know, his little tool belt, and, you know, they started working that day. And, you know, the preacher was recalling, you know, driving nails in and putting screws in and, and doing this labor. And then finally got to lunchtime, and he looked at his dad and he says, Dad, boy, you sure do have a lot of work. Aren't you? You're lucky I'm here with you today. <laughs> now he said at the time he thought, "Man, I'm really helping Dad out." But looking back, he says, "I understood that I was probably more of a hindrance than a help." And you all understand that mm-hmm. anytime we're working with our kids, what a beautiful sometimes, man. Uh, and sometimes we can get a twist and think, "Man, God's so lucky to have me." And what we don't really understand sometimes is it's the love of the Father that includes us there. Invites us. Invites us to be a part of that work and empowers us to do the work. Uh, 
it's not about us. Yeah. We're not the central figure. It's God's work. Yeah. And I thought, it's boy, God's that's such word. a great picture yes. of yeah. the uh, of the empowering of the Holy Spirit and the inclusion of the Father. And it's not about us. Look, God, you don't need me, but how gracious you, are you yeah, to real, want me? When you've seen it, you've seen it. When you see the lights come on yeah. in a lost soul mm-hmm. and you realize what what who am I it's and to to experience what he does yeah yeah there's no words yeah. there's and, a lot of that going on right now but we see the lights going on and people expanding outward from Jerusalem yeah. in the book of acts yeah. we see we see it going from Jerusalem we see it going up to Antioch we see it going out into Syria and Asia all the way and really fulfilling Jesus' prophecy that yes. you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the world. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. that's right. I mean, and truthfully, 2,000 years later, we're sitting here today because of the evangelistic efforts of these yeah. early apostles. Yeah. Yeah. And and you see this all happening without hindrance. Nothing yeah. can stop it. Oh, yeah. That's right. Nothing they try can to stop, stop it, right? Really? Yeah. Everybody's tried to stop it from, you, the, you, from you, the day Jesus <laughs> stepped foot on the, on the earth. That's right. They've been trying to stop this, and they cannot... It's like a, a ball rolling down a hill. Well, well let's just kill the guy. <laughs> yeah. That'll stop it. <laughs> yeah. You just, isn't that him? You uh-huh, just guaranteed yeah. the uh-huh. success of, of Christ's mission by killing the man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he became, like in Star Wars, he said, strike me down and I'll become stronger than, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Obi-Wan you, Kenobi. Ju- you just really geeked I- out on us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, don't you remember the fight scene? And No? No. no, no, oh, no. Darth Vader and Obi-Wan are fighting on the starship, and it's the end of Obi-Wan's life, and they're fighting, and, and Darth Vader is kind of... I'll, okay, go ahead. I'll make a confession. I didn't watch the Star Wars franchise until I was 26 years old. I was a youth minister. We were doing a, a week-long church camp, and I was working with two other youth ministers, and they were big Star Wars guys. And, Let's do a Star <laughs> Wars-themed church camp. No. Oh, it's going to be great, and yada, yada, yada. There's like, so much I don't understand parallels. what you're talking about. It was a bad, it was a fantastic week. There but is. My homework was I had to go home one week, and I watched every Star Wars film. Uh, it took me like a week to get mm-hmm. through them all, and then I had to think, oh, man. I watched them in the in the theatrical release dates, right? Which I mm-hmm. think is the appropriate way to sure. watch it. Yeah. Um, Started episode um, four, five, six, yeah, yeah. one, and two, three. Go, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I wanted to rewatch suck, them. But... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. You know, and <laughs> I mean it was fun. I st- but I've only watched them once. Right. So eh. anyway, sorry. No, no, that's okay. I'll, I'll move on because not everybody is a Star Wars fan. Anyway, <laughs> that's <a> good <laughs> analogy. <laughs> yeah, straighten me down, and I'll come back stronger. Yeah. So you see the central focus of it's not what the church does. It's not about the evangelism, the leadership, the mission work. It's about God's work. It's his story. It's his work on this earth. Yeah. So often we look at the book of Acts and we see it as a, you know, a lot of churches try to see it as a template of how to do church today. But that's not really about how to do church. It's, it's how to be the church you know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's it's God's work. It's it's how it's character. It's not prescriptive necessarily. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So as we move through the Book of Acts, we see glimpses of the gospel uh, shining through. You know the the gospel message. Um, you know God is shown to be in pursuit of people. Yeah. That is a huge yeah. thing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. He, he actively pursues the person. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would he pursue me? Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, we grapple with that. Yeah. With all that I've done wrong in my life and all that I 
all the evil I know I'm capable of. Yeah. Why would he pursue yeah. me? And it's a mystery. Yeah. We can't answer that question. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's baffling to consider uh, the God who makes the universe, the God who made all there is, pursued me. As we'll talk about later on in Ephesians, right? No heart can come to the Lord unless the Lord turns on, turns it on. Ephesians, what is it, 2? Ephesians 2? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, mm, come on, Ephesians 2. Uh, well, anyway, the Lord reaches and brings us to life, right? Correct. We're dead. Oh, dead in our trespasses, and then that, yeah. Ephesians uh, 2, isn't it? I yes, think it, it is. is. Yeah. And, you know, that, that picture of God, why me? What yeah. do I have to offer? What do I have yeah. to give? And, and you realize but it's a, after a, a while, of grace. when you get down the road with, with Christ, I didn't have anything to offer. Yeah, It's when the electricity goes through the lamp that it illuminates. Yeah. When the Holy Spirit starts to work within you, you that's your value because yeah. the Holy Spirit is working within you. We, we see that all through the book of Acts. Stephen, mm-hmm. Paul, Peter. I mean, James, we see all these characters, and they know they're nothing. We've seen their life before Christ. Yeah. It wasn't nice. It wasn't yeah. pretty. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's Paul, what's Paul going to later on say? Uh, all that I was. All that I was. Yeah. All that I thought I was is rubbish compared to knowing Christ, yeah. that relationship with Christ. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah, we, we see the, the, the gospel cycle going on in the book of Acts, that, you know, the drawing in of people, uh, incorporation of people, building them up, and then they're sent out. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a, it's a cycle that continues on and on even to today. You know, and that's a cycle that would be beneficial to look at our lives as, right? Absolutely. We've been drawn in. We've been incorporated. We've been built up. That's usually, I would predict, where we usually stop. That's, that's a stagnant right? We become stagnant point. often in yeah. that point. And yeah. so, uh, uh, or obstinate, refusing to be built up. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's that obstinate spirit yeah. where you want to be selfish and keep consuming and consuming. You don't want to produce. Yeah. What was that line Sammy said this past Sunday? Something about it. he talked to a guy, and the guy says, I've got enough faith to get me into heaven, but not enough to get me into church or something like that. Yeah, it was, a very, <laughs> you know, it was really good. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, just a... <laughs> Um, a self-centered. Yep. It's really a self-centered mindset, right? Yep. What's the church give to me, offer to me, instead of a what do I have to offer, offer. the kingdom, yep. right? Not necessarily the church, but the kingdom of God. You see what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we see that gospel cycle. That's pretty cool. That, that is pretty cool. You see that all through the book yeah. of Acts. That, yeah. And that know, nobody's beyond salvation. Oh, Nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Acts 9, right? But no one's exempt yeah. from needing Salvation. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. And it's through one man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Not yeah, your I mean, preacher, right? Not yeah, Paul. That, not Peter. That's right. One man, Jesus. That's it. Right? That's the, No that one's the outside of the reach the of God. To heaven. That's right. Paul's later on going to tell was it Timothy. He says, look, uh, uh, in Second Timothy, he says, look, uh, uh, I'm the worst of all. Mm-hmm. But by God saving me in Acts chapter 9, what we read about, God shows his unlimited mercy, his kindness, yeah. right? Yeah. So I could be a testimony to, to the world. Mm-hmm. No one, you know, so, so if you're sitting there and you're saying, man, I'm just a bad dude. I'm a bad guy. God would never want me. God would never desire me. I, I'm useless to the kingdom. God's saying, uh-uh-uh. No. No, no, there's a purpose for you. There's a reason for you. Yep. 
there's space for you on my team. History is loaded with those examples, yeah. too. Absolutely. Yeah. People yeah. that thought they were completely useless go on to lead oh, a, a massive, you know, re- revival. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it, it leads into the point about God's grace that oh, yeah. everybody needs it. No one is exempt from needing God's grace. That's right. No one is too far gone to be touched that's by God's right. grace. That's right. You, you may, that's a big message, Joe. Th- that's the, that preaches all by itself. Yeah. I mean, that could be a two-hour sermon. Oh, yeah. And, and you would never even touch all the aspects of that. People are hurting. They think they're too far gone. You're, you're putting it all on yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not realizing yeah. that there is power. And there's that word grace. Grace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. one you know. I don't think we focused in on too terribly much I know. as we went through and the we book should've. of Acts. We probably should have, yeah. When, and we'll cover this in a little bit toward the end of this um, toward the end of this recording. We'll, we'll kind of get into grace a little more, but it's, it, guys, That's it's like a bright, uh, a bright beam of light that shines into the corner, the darkest corner. Mm. It can't be oh, hidden. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be stopped. It illuminates. God's grace is searching. For each person that's yeah. willing to receive. You know, and I, I've had that conversation with several people. My father was in that conversation that I just, there's no way. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not worthy. No, you're, and it was, you know, what the only explanation I could give was a gift. If I give you something, Dad, I don't care who you are. If I give it to you, mm-hmm. it's a gift. Mm-hmm. No matter if I never knew you or you, yeah. you know, it's a gift. Yeah. And it, it finally came to fruition, but. There is a lot of people out there that need to hear that. Yeah. Well, they do. And one of the most poignant examples of that in the book of Acts, I think, was that scene in the jail oh, where, yeah. where the light was shining into the darkest corner that yeah. could possibly be. They were there beaten, bruised in stocks, naked, cold and shivering, praising God yeah. and singing hymns. In the middle of the night. In the middle yeah. of the night. And, yeah. the, and at, who was listening? At about midnight. Yeah, <laughs> at about midnight. That's, that's what it says, that's at about yeah. midnight. Literal tra- that's yeah. right. I mean, think about how that translates to I, our lives, at about midnight in our lives. That breaks we, my we heart, We think of man. The, the midnight of the soul. That's right. right. When thing, when the wheels are falling off, when that's your right. wife the says, hey, look, I don't love you The darkest time of your life. When your spouse yes, dies unexpectedly, yes. whatever. That At about midnight, and that's when there's gospel spirit singing. Mm-hmm. That's when the glory of God is manifest and the chains fall off. Yeah. And, and Joe, as you're talking about, man, the prisoners don't run. <laughs> they, ha- they have. They have. To where? To where else would we go? To quote <clears throat> yeah. one of the apostles, Peter. Peter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he said, "Where else shall we go? You possess the words of life." They have the yeah. opportunity to escape jail, but they realize, as you pointed out, and bold. Uh, they realize that they are more free in jail, sitting under the gospel, yes. the presence of God, than they would be out in the world on their own. Yeah. At about midnight, they needed that realization. And listen, we're in a world where there's midnights all around us. Right? All the time. And you never know when that midnight's going to happen in your life. But at, a bit, uh, at about midnight, that's where we need to look for the light and the darkness. Well, I tell you. It's... Where we need to lean on the power of Jesus. It's yeah. powerful. That's yeah, good. powerful stuff. It, it was one of the most incredible points, I think, in the book. And it's so to me, often it is. Yeah. overlooked yeah. as just a story. And if you're not careful, you'll just read yeah, over you it. You will. But yet there's so much going on in in those guys' lives. Uh 
I, it, it was just a, a wonderful moment. Yeah. I think that it, it needs to be preserved in our minds yeah. that God's always reaching out, even in the most unsuspecting moment. Yeah, He can reach out and grab that person and say, you are worth it. You yeah. are worth my yeah. son dying. Yeah, wow. absolutely. Wow. And, you know, that kind of plays into this idea that as we look at the the book of Acts, which is a biographical letter that Luke writes— we look at that, and we look at it in scope of the Bible as a whole. Mm-hmm. We see that that has been God's mission through and through. That's always mm-hmm. been God's plan yep. for restoration for all people. So that goes back to Genesis, yep. Genesis chapter three, when when Paul says, uh, when God says to the serpent, uh, "I'll put anonymity." Anonymity. Anonymity between uh, you and the woman's offspring, and you will strike his heel. I think you meant enmity. Enmity. Thank you. Anonymity is like where you're not anonymous. Right. What's that word I'm looking for? Enmity. Enmity. Yes. I'm going to put frustration, strife, conflict, right? Between your offspring or you and her offspring, and you will strike his heel, and he will crush your head. That's the first Messianic prophecy, and we can fast forward, let's say, to Genesis 12, and, and God says to Abram, through your descendants, all the peoples of the earth will be blessed. And that continues throughout the, 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 the story of Scripture mm-hmm. and yes. finds culmination in the book of Acts you do. when the gospel is eventually that out from the Jews to the world. To the world, yeah. You, so you see that tapestry of completeness. That, yeah. that is woven into the book of Acts. It, it is like everything that happened before, this is the culmination. Yeah. Th- it, this is where the rubber meets the road. In some ways, you can say it's God doing things anew, but oh. at the same time, you can say it's God doing what he always said he was going to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it's him fulfilling what he yeah. said he was going to yeah. do, yeah. ultimately. And he what was he doing, promised he was, Abraham. Yeah. yeah. But he, he, promised was doing Abraham. It by, he was doing it at that time. And this, like you said, this is a new. The final and guys, the door's going to shut eventually. Yes, the, it, we the, don't know when. The, this but is it will. imperative. That it is imperative. We, it, it may be. It may not be the end of the world, but it might be the end of your life. That's right. You're not promised another breath, another look, heartbeat. Look, life. Life is fragile, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, look at it. Look, look around us. So, yeah. you know, uh, we we could say a lot about that, but the Book of Acts calls us to look deeper within ourselves. Uh, God is, is, I think, more interested in um, developing people than making a new rule book, than, than trying to develop, you know, well, you've got to do this and don't do that. He already had that yeah. in the Jews. He had the 632 laws that you had to follow, right? And yeah. Impossible task. There's a call to introspection, but there's also, like, like there's a place where that can get dangerous, it really does. I remember reading something with I think it was Constantine wrote about this morbid introspective, introspective thinking, and and that's when Christianity went from illegal to legal to favored under Constantine's rule. And, and what we've lost today largely is like in our world today, there's a lot of talk about looking within oneself, right, and mm-hmm. you know self evaluation stuff, and that's good and beneficial. However, what we see in Acts. Along with that is a well balanced. Uh, That's a good uh, impact word. of of. Uh, it's not just about me; it's about we. 
right? That's correct. It's about the church, the body corporate. of believers. It's corporate, yes. right? Yes. So it's not just about me and God. That's it's right. about us and God, and my relationship with the Lord impacts our relationship That's with the right. Lord. That's it's right. communal. It's dependent on one another as we're dependent on the Lord. You, we you lose mentioned, that a lot. You mentioned, I think, in your podcast, uh, partnership. Was partnership, the word, yeah, yeah. Was the word used. Yeah. And this Lone Ranger thing does not cut it. It's nowhere in the Bible. No. no. We must be a part of the body, the living body, and be a yeah. part. Yeah. That's what God's command is. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're thinking you're watching TV on Sunday morning or hanging out, you, you need to, you need it, to right? really be praying through that yeah. because— also within the book of Acts, we see that Jesus is really connected to the Old Testament prophecy. We, oh, yeah. I mean, they're oh. constantly— Yes. The, these guys are constantly quoting, yeah. Old, much to the chagrin of the Jews that are listening. Yeah. They can't handle the fact that these guys actually know what that's, they're talking that's, about. And that's why they're doing it. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Paul especially, and I believe that's part of the reason why Paul was called when he was and how he was— because he was so well versed in the old, not not like the fishermen. Yeah, he was so well versed in the, in the Old Testament uh, Torah, uh, the whole nine yards, everything written there. He would have he knew it front to back, better than most of the Jews. So, very very unique situation. But you see that going on in the book. There's there's this whole Bible connection. Yeah, within the Book of oh, Acts, yeah. it's it's all interconnected. Christ is and the culmination of the Old Testament faith. Absolutely. Absolutely. The fulfillment that's, of the law. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what are some of the most important developments in theology that we see in the book of Acts? <laughs> Man. <laughs> well, you know, one of these things that you skip over, and I mean, a lot, and I really relate to this because this thing of me being <clears throat> uh, unable, un, unable to do, you know, it's it's through... God's gift to even be able to to have the ability to repent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that, that not dude, doesn't yeah. Acts prove that? Yeah. yeah, it's and like Acts two, where I mean, we we can't even do that. Well, well, think even of of the Old Testament when the Psalm says, "It's your mercy, Lord, that leads me to repentance." That's, uh, yes, it's because of God's. Act, mercy active that, work that in my life. In. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. then you have these agnostics or atheists saying, well, that's not fair. That's not fair for God to choose that person. What about me? He didn't choose me. You know, and I'm like, well, you're sitting there talking about God and like you know something, so who's he to tell you anything? If you've made your mind up, yeah, yeah it, it's crazy, you know, that people rebel against God the yeah. way they do. Yes, sir. It, it is crazy. One of the things we see in the like the <laughs> theology that's developed here is the sovereignty of God. Absolutely. Like, again, and we've oh, yeah. mentioned this already. We've hinted on it already. <clears throat> but God's in charge. Right? This is God's story. This is how that's God's plan throughout the whole thing. No, nothing's taking God. People aren't hijacking God's thing and making it their own thing. It's it's God through and through. You see several people try. Yeah. And it doesn't go well yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, and they uh, fail. The seven right? sons of Sneva, right? Those yeah. those guys get whipped by yeah. some demons. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're not going to hijack God's story. He's going to accomplish what he wants. You see lots of major theological things, like the the roles of law and grace. Yeah. What, what role is that going to yeah. play? Yeah. Yeah, the roles of repentance and faith. Repentance right? and faith, yeah, justification by faith alone. Yeah, how? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's what uh, must I do? Right, what must we do? Repent and be baptized. We see 
this stuff developed through and through. So, so it, it, it looks at largely descriptive, but also there are elements of prescriptive things. Like, oh, yes. Don't go on living the way you once lived. Yeah. Re- right? Repent. Paul will turn. say that later on in yeah. Romans. You know, what must we do? Shall we continue to the grace may increase? By no means. Chapter 6. And we see, we see <laughs> that played out in Paul's life in Acts chapter 9 and 10. Yeah. Right? Chapter 9, he's actively persecuting the church, doing it from what he thought was a noble mm-hmm. place. And and the Lord confronts him on the road to Damascus, and we see a radical change and shift in his life. Listen, guys, you all know this to be true because you've lived it. All right? There's no excuse to continue sinning. None whatsoever. You know what I mean? like, like, uh, there's change that can happen and should happen. Yes. Right? Paul, Paul didn't go on persecuting Christians for 15 years. <laughs> you know what he, I mean? He turned immediately. He, he turned. He said, and okay, no And he went no on more. into the town and did I'm exactly I'm not going what... to flirt with this stuff anymore. I'm going to learn. I'm going to sit at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to learn uh, yes. this new way of living. There's, you know what I mean? Sometimes we give ourselves too much uh, rope. Mm-hmm. And you hang yourself eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens to so many men today. I see they've hung themselves with a long leash. So, so, so I mean, how's it play in our, our, our world today? Well, somebody says, well, I'm struggling with alcoholism. Yep. Well, don't go to the bar. I just I, <laughs> knock it off. And, and, <laughs> don't and go. Sammy, yeah. Sammy did such an amazing job on that temptation yeah. message. Yeah. Yeah. You have no excuse, man. Yeah. You, it's John. Yeah. You say it so well. You just stop. Yeah. And and the reason you don't is because you don't want to. Yeah. That's right. You find yeah. something in there that is attra- more attractive than your relationship with the Lord, or mm-hmm. more pleasing at that moment. Yeah. Than uh, pleasing our, you know. Yeah. yeah. And there there is. There's just no ex- no excuse. You know, I was, I was having a conversation th- this afternoon again. It was a random conversation, but 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 I said, you know, I can say with pretty good confidence, I won't have an affair with my wife. Or I'm my wife. Mm-hmm. I can say with pretty good confidence. And and somebody said, Well, you can't you can't make that claim. Yeah, I can. Yeah. I, I can make that claim with yeah. with full confidence. I'm not gonna have an affair on my wife. And the reason that is is because it's cumulative, right? And holy living is cumulative. So if I start off every morning, Lord give me the strength, the power, yes. the perseverance to be the husband, the father you've called me to be, then for that day. I'm going to be a faithful husband and father. Yeah. You're, you're if I'm constantly, constantly leaning yeah, on the Holy, uh, yeah. Holy Spirit, that's I it. can do that. And that's another major thing we see come up in the book of Acts. It's the development of the theology of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oh, Who yeah. is the Holy Spirit yeah. and what is his role? It's clearly defined within this book. I, I, I love that. Like Luke inserts it here, and sometimes we can miss it, but, but we see that sometimes the Holy Spirit says, hey, you need to go up to Antioch. Or whatever. Yes. And then sometimes he says, hey, look, I need you to go that direction. Or set right? Paul and Barnabas as- yeah. apart for me to go yeah. do my work. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't and say where to go. No, no and, just- and, and on that point, it, he said that to the elders, yes. not to Paul and Barnabas. Yeah. That's right. Then they instructed him what they do. They went. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's right. You know, that's, that's why right. we that's why we respect our leaders and our mm-hmm. pastors mm-hmm. and our elders. Yeah. I mean, not. I'm not saying myself, oh, but yeah. I mean right. that's that's yeah. exactly this is yeah. this is how the church is to respond. We see the Holy Spirit is active. Yeah. within yes. this I mean, new, I mean, John, God. in your life, yeah. uh, if you come to me and say, "Listen, I believe strongly," that's like we had the question about the building. Did God tell us to build the building? Well, yes. Yes. Build the building, mm-hmm. 
And yeah. if you came to me and said, Larry, we need, I believe God's lead, that's where we're headed. Yeah. Because I have. At the time when we were going to build that building, the cost of that building, as outlined, seemed crazy. Yeah. It seemed like that's a crazy thing to do yeah. at this moment yeah. in time. I'm getting excited now. <laughs> yeah, but here we are. Three quarters of the way yeah. through it. We haven't, no we haven't borrowed a penny. We haven't borrowed a penny. No Look debt. At that. hey. yeah. That's a God thing. That's yeah. not a Leesburg Listen, thing. That's you a, follow the Holy Spirit's guiding and yeah. leading in yeah. your life, and, yeah. and things work out. Yeah. And we see that I, in the book I, of Acts. Getting, now, it doesn't work out the way you might want it to right. work out. <laughs> right? That's, Paul probably didn't say, hey, I hope I get arrested and get beaten. You know? Right. I, I, I'm, looking forward, I'm looking forward to a shipwreck, and oh, here comes a viper. This is going to be fun. <laughs> but... It's that faithful obedience and, and dependence on the Holy Spirit as he goes through his life. And that's the way we got to live, too. Yeah. Listen, the, the gospel of Jesus changes us mm-hmm. into new people with new priorities and new objectives and new missions. Yeah. And those missions, my mission needs to align with Christ. Christ doesn't need to align his mission with mine. So, and, and we get that mixed up sometimes, yeah. too. So. Let's talk about some personal implications that the book of Acts has on us as as we go forward because i th- i think if we don't kind of tie it up into a package that people can really start to say well this is this is what this book has for me um the one major theme that we see is that the gospel is never stagnant yeah in, in our life it's never going to stagnate it's not going to sit still it's constantly going to be moving forward in some fashion yeah and our our openness to the Holy Spirit to lead us is how that yeah. is how that happens. I, I mean, a practical application of that is as we finish now the Book of Acts, our prayers ought to be faithfully, regularly. Lord, give me eyes to see the world around me. That's right. Give me eyes to see opportunities to share the gospel. Give me eyes to see people, not just as transactional interactions. You know what I mean? That's how we see people often. Okay, this is the store clerk who, you know, checks me out or whatever. Checks out my groceries, uh, (laughs) (laughs) to be clear. Uh, um, This isn't just the mechanic that's working on my truck. These are people who need Jesus. There you go. And so I've got to ask the Lord constantly because what we see is we see the Lord using those everyday interactions for the book of Acts. Mm -hmm. To make gospel presentations to people. That's right, because people gospel conversations are more than, like you said, a transactional. Yeah. It's more than that. That person is an, of eternal significance. That person is going to always be the goal that God is shooting at. Yeah. He's always going for that person. <laughs> um, it's it's an enormous yeah. task that that we're tasked with. You know, I heard, I heard I was talking to a tile guy today, as we mm-hmm. mentioned our our building. I was talking to a tile guy today, and he was telling a quick story about when he was living in Florida, and he looked over. He was getting his truck's windows tinted, and he looked over and he saw a stack of what he referred to as Jesus books, and he for whatever reason he said, "Hey man, can you what's up with all the Jesus books?" Jesus and he said, books. "This guy stood up. He was about six foot." Four, three hundred pounds, big guy, and I thought, I'm going to get a punch. I, he, this guy's going to punch me, and the guy says, "Well, since he asked, let me tell you about Jesus." And so the guy starts talking about Jesus and what Jesus has done in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Long story short, standing there, he said, I, "I'd only known the guy for about five minutes while he's tinting my windows, and all of a sudden, okay, I know that my life needs to change." He invites me to a Bible study. My life's never been the same. That's right. Wow. 
this guy, the big guy, was looking for an opportunity. Yeah, he he had a, a Jesus book sitting there where people are going to see it, and, uh-huh. and he, I'm sure, had confidence that the Lord's going to use it. And the Lord prompted uh, uh, this guy to, to ask a question about the Jesus book, and, and boy, he learned yeah, it. And yeah. he responded. And yeah. he responded, and yeah. his life's different. Which is the same We've got to have that yeah. type of boy, that's powerful. That outlook. That yes, is powerful. good stuff. Yep. That is huge. Yep. And another <laughs> really big topic, and I said it earlier, it flies under the radar, is the grace of God. The grace of God <laughs> going through this book. It, it is just, it's a major theme. And if you start to look, it's always connected to the, the salvation message. Yeah, It's always connected to the gospel. God's grace always comes first. Yeah, it's, it's always present there before, drawing the person, Cornelius and, the, and his believers. Mm-hmm. God's grace brought Peter to Cornelius to yeah. preach that message. And you saw what happened. The, the Holy Spirit was given even before he could really finish the message, right? They, they accepted wholeheartedly. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, one of the things with that grace is grace isn't really grace unless it's put against the proper backdrop. And that's another thing we see in the gospel presentation throughout the book of Acts is the pointing out of sin. Good news isn't good news unless there's bad news. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it's oh, yeah. not good that's right. unless there's bad news, and that's that's the gospel message. There's good news because we live in a state of bad news. That's why the best gospel presentations always illuminate the sin in our life before yeah. it gives the answer. Think of Peter's first sermon exactly. in Acts two. Look, uh, 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 Jesus came. You killed him. Right? Yeah. Like bully you, bunches. You, you killed him, but but what you intended for bad, God intended for good, and God raised rose him raised him rose him from raised the grave. him from the dead. Raised yes. him, yeah. <laughs> Whatever that word is, raised him from the dead uh, for the glory of all, for the glory of God and the good of all. Yep. You know, the good news isn't good without bad news. That's right, and and that's an important point to make. But you see, people in the book of Acts, are either listed as being full of grace or having received grace from God. You see that constantly being said. But the biggest thing, I think, is grace enables faith. Peter, I mean, I'm sorry, Paul points it out later on in in the book of uh, Galatians Mm -hmm. that grace comes by faith. Faith comes by hearing. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, faith comes, I'm sorry. Grace. yeah. Grace comes by faith. Yeah. Faith, faith comes by hearing. hearing. Hearing by the word hearing of God. Hearing by the word so, of God. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what I was trying to say. I'm not sure now. Anyway. I'm with you. <clears throat> yes. Um, grace always comes first, and that comes from God, <clears throat> not from ourselves. And, and you know, and one thing I want to say before we close is that I this is a, something I ponder and I, I, I do uh, cherish. This grace is not cheap. No. And I think our world, our Christian church today, uh, cheapens God's grace yes. in the way we live. This this grace cost an enormous, enormous cost. The King priceless. of the universe, priceless. There's no we can't we can't understand this. You could never put a price. And, tag and on. let me tell you, our Father understands it because He gave Him up. Yeah. And every time, as you like to say, that we go out and just go, oh well, you know, mm-hmm. I'm. And 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 you know, cheapen that grace. My goodness, yeah. 
if nothing else, that should, you know, it should make mm-hmm. us pause to think about what truly transpired on the cross mm-hmm. and what that gift. What do you got, John? Well, well, one of the big things that I, that, that I saw in this was uh, I looked back to, to Acts 15 and the Jerusalem Council and the mm. Gentiles are being included, and there's turmoil within Christians as to how one ought to live. And one of the things that I kind of highlighted in my Bible was this idea of when, when, when uh, James says, uh, it seemed good, for it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these essentials. And thinking about what James meant by the word essentials, the essentials wasn't for salvation. The emphasis here wasn't salvation it was unity that's right unity. and that's something we miss greatly in in our churches today in christendom today that's why i love this series and and, and james follows that up later on with yes. his with his epistle that we're doing on sunday mornings powerful this focus on unity within the body yes. and how that works out we need to offer more grace right and I'm preaching to the choir here. Hmm. I told you guys personally, I've struggled with that, and that's and that's one of the things that's really stood out to me in the book of Acts is the emphasis on unity, and I'm done. So tying this up, here's a rhetorical question for everybody listening to answer for yourself. How does this idea of grace change your view of salvation? How does the idea of grace change your view of salvation? The, the wonderful nature of grace. How does it change your view? Because you could look at salvation before as just a list of things that you're going to do to be a member of a church. But I think the book of Acts has proven this. If you haven't gotten it by now, you need to go back and start at the beginning of this podcast and re-listen. This is so much more than a list of things uh, to do, do. Do's or or, don'ts. or or not do, or yep. not do. Do's or don'ts. It, it's so much more than that. It's empowering. It, it is something that we can't it's even put our active. finger on. <laughs> it's right? Alive. It's alive. Yeah. Like like you said, uh, the gospel. The first two letters are go. Right? It's an go. active thing, and that's what we see in the Book of Acts. Absolutely. So how does it change your view of your own salvation in the light of God's grace? Man, get to work, guys. Answer that for yourself. Yes. And come to Bold. Come to Bold. Come join us every Monday night, 6 o'clock. Absolutely. And we're going to be getting into these great Pauline epistles, and it's going to be incredible. We love you all, and thank you for joining us. Yes, yes. On the Bold Men's Podcast.